Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 302 and it is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are back once again. Uh, episode 302. Uh, Carl is sharing the episode. Uh, we're just chilling here. You know, business as usual, more nerd stuff coming your way. Uh, man, it's these are exciting times. Um, as Carl is sharing the episode, I'll give a quick shout out to two of our sponsors. First is Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, Silk City Hot Sauce, they're a Vermont-based business. Uh, they manufacture all sorts of unique um, and localized uh, hot sauce flavors, ranging from Killer Hot to the peach-flavored Slurp uh, to Nightmare. Uh, they got like a G-Man sauce. They also have a blue cheese sauce and and even a maple syrup flavored hot sauce, which goes well with any breakfast food. Um, all this and more is at your fingertips or at your toe tips if you're if you're if you're into that sort of thing by going to <laughs> SilkCityHotSauce.com and using the promo code Codex. That's C O D E X. You'll get fifteen percent off of your order, and you can pour it in places that your partner won't. Wow. Yeah. You said that. <laughs> I, I I said it. I said it and I'm and I'm and I meant it. Yeah. Yeah. So um you, can, you had a hell of, I'm sure you must have had a hell of a weekend. I I mean Oh god. I poured it over some some good food. It's good food, man, you know. Thanks. Um some wings, you know, wings and things. That's what's up. Um also uh Infamous Customs, yeah. Shout outs to our friend of the show, Afton Ward. Uh, Infamous Customs, that's M F A M U Customs. Uh, they where you can buy all sorts of Codex Prime T-shirts and merch, and even make your own customizable T-shirts with any any design. You can send them over uh, to Infamous Customs and uh, have it have it you know have it like nice and printed on, on a T-shirt, hoodie, whatever your apparel of choice is. Uh, Afton's got you covered. So go to infamouscustoms.com and also follow her on Instagram. So, yes, uh, we are here. 302 episodes. As always, Codex Prime has arrived. Now scissor me, Mr. Bird. (laughs) I can't believe you just did that. What has gotten into you? I, I I don't I don't know. What um, have you gotten into? Um what have I gotten into? Um but, well few few movies, you know, as per usual. Um uh some more more gaming, more gaming stuff, um which I'll get into in a bit. Um I'm only one episode behind on She-Hulk. Uh I I think the last episode I watched is when she went to um uh Emil Blonsky's uh house slash retreat. <laughs> It wasn't a bad episode, like yeah, yeah. You know, she was like, you know, trying to, you know, get in touch with, you know, her feelings about people undervalu- undervaluing Jennifer Walters, people only looking at She Hulk, you know, and that dude that that doctor dude that seemed good on the surface, but was only interested in sleeping with She Hulk. But then as soon as she saw her transform back into regular old Jen, he was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I gotta go now, which is a real dick move. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it's once once again, you know, I can understand some of the critiques about uh, She Hulk and why some people might not be feeling the show. But hey, it's a it's a fun, amusing show. It's not trying to, you know, it's not trying to revolutionize the MCU in any way. It's not trying to like, you know, be of great narrative import. It's just a fun show, fun characters, you know, the cool with a cool lead. Um, I'm interested in seeing how she'll fit into the larger MCU moving forward with the future films and shows. Um, I did, I did enjoy the one, uh, um, uh, t- uh, tease of Daredevil when she went to the tailor and we saw a glimpse of his yellow helmet. Keep watching. Um, I'll keep watching. Like I said, I'm only one episode behind. Yeah, I'm kind of behind on myself, uh, with Andor. Andor, which I haven't even started. It's an it's a, it's interesting. It's very it's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll 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 definitely start uh, uh, Andor. Like I'm thinking of of starting that show and then watching Rogue One right after. That's where it falls in the timeline, correct? Uh, yeah, I think it's it takes place just before Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I know his character died at the beginning of Rogue One. I believe so, if I remember right. But oh, yeah. nobody survived Rogue One. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's still one of the best movies that came out, that they came out with since they since Disney bought them out. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it's a movie that's it's got for me. It's held up better over time in the last few years. I haven't watched it since since I watched it in the theaters. So I would, I probably would do the same thing. When like when the show's over, just watch Rogue One right away, and then probably I'll just get I'll end up getting into that sync Star Wars single. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. So far, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get into Andor. Um, I'll I'll definitely finish She Hulk. I know I know the final episode's this Thursday, because I know there's eight episodes so far out of out of nine. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm on episode seven. Okay, so. yeah, you're not the, you're not too far behind. I've been I've still been on that I've still been on that Jeffrey Dahmer man. Mm. He's <laughs> sick fuck. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, man. <sighs> I, I yeah I remember like his story was infamous in the '90s. Yeah, like, when that when all that shit came out. Speaking of speaking of infamous stories, so remember, I want to say it was like. A couple, like a year, or t- like two or three years ago, I reviewed a documentary mm-hmm. that's on Netflix called "Abducted in Plain Sight." Yep, I remember that. That was fucking twisted, man. Guess what? Well, I'm afraid to ask. It's a mini. They're making it a mini series now. Like, like a dramatic mini series. Well, I, mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can make a comedy out of that situation. Well, no, but it's like you can laugh at that one part because yo, this motherfucker really did that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know the story of of, of abducted in plain sight, just look it up. It's it's really fucked up. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, it's called. It's gonna. It's a show called Friend of the Families. Oh my god, that makes it worse. Oh, what? Yeah, that's the name of the show, Friend of the Family. Yo, with, with with friends of the family like that, who needs enemies, right? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and if that doesn't give you any indication of what that of what the story of the of that case is about, 
that that show is based on? Yeah. A friend of the family. Wow. That's Yeah, man, all these all these all these true life um or true crime uh dra- dramatizations and do- documentaries, man. They've they seem to be more in vogue now, especially in the last couple of years. Like they started with, they started as podcasts and they go into documentaries and then like dram- dramatic miniseries or movies. Yeah. Gonna be starring Jake Lacey, Anna Paquin, Colin Hanks, Leo Tipton, McKenna Grace, Hendrix Yancey. Hmm. Don't know if you know any of these. Well, I know Colin Hanks. Yeah. But Jake Lacey, he looked like he played in. Oh! It's Pete! Plop from the. Oh my god, he plays the guy. Oh, what what was he in? He used to play in the office as uh, Pete or Plop. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Oh my God, he's playing. He's playing the guy. He's playing B. <laughs> oh, the 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 criminal in question. Yes. Okay. Oh man. Oh man. Hmm. I'm actually gonna watch this. Well, that I, that's all you, man. Wow. I still actually would love to see you. I have your thoughts watching, just so you can, li- just so I can say, I'm like, yo, you say what the fuck as you watching it, but the more you say it, the louder you say it. You say it more and more, and it gets louder and louder and louder. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that reaction. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. I want to get. I yeah, want to get that angry text from you. Yeah, I've. I, I I got a lot of stuff in my queue. I do too. So. <laughs> so if I ever get around to it, maybe I gotta watch it. I have to watch it all epi- episodically. I can't binge like I used to anymore. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I know for me, like I I tend to watch. Oh, as you know, I'm more into movies. So like, if I if there's a show, like I'll I'll watch maybe like two or three episodes. Um, then I'll stop and then I'll. But then I but then I have to like remind myself to just get back on it as soon as possible because if I if I wait like two or three days and I'm never gonna watch it again. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I find that more and more like that's how it was like with me in the Bad Batch. Like I watched the first three episodes and then I just stopped. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get on it, and then I just never did. Same here. <laughs> and they're coming out with a season two. Oh, okay, that's good. But yeah, it's cool. I'm like, it's, it's not a bad show. We just never finished it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, who should go first? I'm all caught up with Sharon. You, uh, yeah, yeah, I can go first. Okay, yeah. go ahead. What you um, got first? Well, like I said, I watched a few movies uh, this past weekend, including um, uh, Marvel's special presentation. Don't, nope, no spoilers. You haven't seen it? Nope, I didn't even get a chance to watch it. I was actually like out and pretty busy this weekend. Oh yeah, Were- Werewolf, Werewolf by Night, um, starring Gael Garcia Bernal as uh, Jack Russell. Uh, AKA like I guess like the Wolfman. Yeah. Um, it's actually directed by it's actually the directorial debut of Michael Giacchino. Um, he's the uh, he's a composer. Um, really? Yeah. Yep. He he composed a lot of music for our Pixar movies and also most recently the Batman with Robert Pattinson. Wow. Yeah. It's actually it's actually you know it's all right. I would say like um, by by MCU standards it's pretty violent and I can see why they added the black and white. Uh, a cinematography to it but yeah it looks good um I, I did like its emphasis on practical effects 
uh i also enjoyed um like the cinematography kind of reminded me of like the old 30s universal studios horror classic horror movies like dracula and frankenstein <laughs> remember that franchise or the Wait, dark dark what, universe what franchise oh yeah the dark universe <laughs> yeah it started and ended with the mummy with tom cruise yeah um but at least you try <laughs> yeah they no, it's they the king. keep going <laughs> But but yeah, it's um it's only fifty three minutes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, just an hour. So like it's it, it's a cool watch. Um, okay, I can bang that out. Yeah, and um you know like seeing like uh how you know classic monsters how they fit into the MCU and like where and and it's interesting it's interesting because like the the show kind of feels like it's taking place like like out of time in the sense that like you can kind of place it in just about any time period if you think about it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm interested in seeing like, and, and when I'm, I know when I mentioned in my last Victor's Corner how I like to see Marvel, uh, Disney Marvel do more of those like one shots or like even like Elseworlds stuff that doesn't necessarily have to tie back into the MCU. Like stuff like this is actually a good start, like Werewolf by Night. So, you know, what if they can do more like special presentations like this that kind of like evoke like either classic movies or like other genres in a really cool and creative way, I'm for it. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely, I definitely would like to get your 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 thoughts on Werewolf by Night once you watch it. All right, I'll probably watch it like sometime this week. Yeah, absolutely. And also, there was an there was an actor in there in there too. I was like, he looks a lot like Kurt Russell, but I know it's not Kurt Russell. Is he playing two roles? No, that's not Kurt Russell. Then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's somebody else. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you'll know him when you see him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but yeah, we're, we're, Werewolf by Night. It's on Disney Plus. Um, check it out. If you're interested in something that's cool and unique in the MCU, um, let's see. I, I did watch uh, three other movies. Um, one movie I watched. It's on uh, Prime Video. It's called Thirteen Lives, and that's directed by Ron Howard. Uh, that 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 was based on the uh, uh, 2018 uh, 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 Tom Long ca- uh, Cave Rescue in Thailand, when this uh, this this group of uh, 12, so- 12 young boys who are soccer players and their coach. They got trapped in this cave for like about like over two weeks, and um, and it took like an, a local and international rescue effort to get the boys out of the cave because the cave was flooded, and so like and and so like the, the boys were trapped in a cave and like no no food no water, and like and and the film really illustrates um, how the the logistical and just like the logistical nightmare of. Of of get, of going into the cave because like the cave was flooded, mm-hmm. and to get to where the boys were because they were so deep, it took like about four hours to get there to get to where the boys were, and then four hours back. Gotcha. Like uh, the, the 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 cave the mountain the cave where the where the mountain where the cave was located, the top of the the top of the mountain had a bunch of sinkholes. So like when it rain when it when it was like a heavy rain. Like it would just like flood the caves even more, and then like you have like stalactites, um, like jutting out from the ceiling. So it was like it was like everywhere you go, end up like tight corners, everywhere you go, it was like a hazard. So like, so yeah, it was it was like a it was a pretty tense and 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 like very suspenseful film. Even even though like I you, even though like you know how how it ends, like all the boys they they were rescued and the coach they all survived. But like just seeing, and and I think there was one there was one rescue diver who unfortunately died. Um, but yeah, just seeing just seeing the reenactment of of the whole rescue and like the 
the set design of like the caves and like the flooding um, was really was really intense and it, I was on the edge of my seat watching it. It's two and a half hours, but it doesn't really feel it. And Ron Howard, man, Ron Howard's just a great director. Like, he is. He is. I, I was a fan of um, like Angels and Demons and The Da Vinci Code. Those two mm-hmm. movies. So yeah, like he kind he already had won me over, and I'm sure there's other works that he's done. Oh yeah, like uh, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, yeah. um, With Russell Crowe. Yep. Which you think he won Best Director for that Best Picture? Oh, good for him. Yep. Um, let's see. I think he did. He also did Splash, Backdraft, Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I think he did Solo, a Star Wars story, which I haven't seen yet. He did. He did. Yeah. We still haven't seen it. We were supposed to. We advertised that we were going to do it, and then we're like, yeah, we just didn't feel like watching it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But but yeah, Thirteen Lives. It stars uh, Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton, Tom Bateman. Uh, really good film. Um, uh, def- definitely uh, definitely worth a watch, uh, especially if you want to see like a really um, accurate depict depiction, dramatic depiction of that of that rescue. Uh, very well directed, and yeah, just, like I said, just like just emotionally intense like, from start to start to finish. Um, so yeah, I saw that. Um, I also saw an interesting film. It's it's on Peacock. Uh, it's called Vengeance. Uh, Vengeance is was directed by B J Novak. Uh, written and directed and starring B J Novak. Also starring uh, Issa Rae and Boyd Holbrook. Um, this one was an interesting interesting movie. Um, it, uh, it it's about uh, B J Novak. He plays this guy named Ben, who's this uh, this New York journalist. And he gets a phone call by this guy played by um, Boyd Holbrook in he lives in West Texas, who said that his sister died. He believes that his sister was killed. And so Ben gets the idea of of going to West Texas, you know, to be with this girl's family. Now this girl who died, her name was Abilene, mm-hmm. she was just like a just like one of his many random hookups. Like they weren't even close. So I guess like the, the family got the impression that they were actually a, a serious couple when they really weren't. So Ben, against his better judgment, he decides, you know what? I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to West Texas. I'm gonna spend some time with this family. I'm gonna help them investigate their their uh, daughter's death, and I'm gonna make a podcast out of this. I'm gonna make a true crime podcast out of this, and I'm gonna make this a story about America and the opioid crisis and like red state, blue state, all this. Um, and like and, and and it's clear that like Ben, he's kind of a dickhead. He's kind of like very self-absorbed, and um, he, and, and the film kind of like kind of touches on like uh, you know, stereotypes of like you know like the stuffy East Coast elites, and then like the you know down earth salt of the earth of West Texans that you know they don't like that book learning and shit. Don't don't you get them books away from me, you you goddamn liberal, you know like 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 that like that sort of shit. Um, Ashton Kutcher is in the movie too, and he plays this real. And he plays this, uh, this really, uh, you know, sort of uh, has he has a bit of a sinister edge to him, but he's like this. Uh, he's he's like this um, this record producer who, on the surface, he kind of looks ridiculous. He kind of looks like, oh, like what's this, what's this hillbilly uh, record producer up to? What, like, like, is he just slinging, slinging country records? But no, like you find that he has he has layers to him, and. And like, I mean, there's like an interesting scene where he and uh, B.J. Novak have a, have a conversation about how, you know, 
um, you know, when it comes to music nowadays, people don't really listen to albums anymore. Like people listen to pop, people listen to playlists. Yeah. So like, it's a bunch of music that with people with you know music that people gen, gen, genuinely like. But if you ask them, oh, who's the artist of this song? You they won't be able to tell you. Um, so it kind of kind of like kind of talks about like, like how how I guess like a commentary on like just how hype the, the the state of hyper consumption where you don't really absorb like the content right yeah you're just like listening to stuff just to listen to them i thought i thought it was an interesting um interesting uh scene where they had an interesting dialogue um yeah the the film the film goes into some really intriguing directions it starts to become more of like a a, a quasi crime thriller slash uh uh one man's um self discovery to kind of you know, re to like revisit his preconceived notions, um, and and the film it's 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 a decent effort. You know, it it does have a lot to say. Um, whether it's whether or not it sticks to landing, I'll, I'll leave it up to, to to people to decide. I thought I thought it kind of worked, um, but I thought that I thought that for a film for uh, his directorial debut and writing debut, I thought B J Novak did a good job of. Um, Creating a film that that raises a lot of interesting questions, touches on a lot of, a lot of intriguing themes about you know um, about hyper capitalism, the you know the American dream, and how out of out of reach it is for a lot of people, um, like and also like getting past stereotypes and preconceived notions, um, finding the common ground, commonalities between people. Um, Vengeance, it's a it's a film that's worth worth a watch, especially if you're if you're a fan of B.J. Novak and and some of the supporting cast. Uh, Issa Rae's in it. She plays like she has like a more of a minor role. She plays like his boss, who's like his, a, the producer of his podcast. She's gotcha. giving him giving him ideas of like where he can take this take the show. And Boyd Holbrook, like he he does play his character with like a bit of bit of bit of menace to him, even though like he he did play. Um, uh, the main villain in Logan. Yeah, and um, he also played. He was also in Narcos as well. Yes. Yep. Um, so so yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. It's a good. It's a good film. It's on. It's on Peacock. Um, it was. It was playing in theaters on limited release. I think it still might. In fact, but yeah, if you have Peacock, check it out. Vengeance. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what BJ BJ Novak does next behind the camera. So yeah, he, well, he's always had work behind the camera too. Like he's done he's done some direct writing and directing in the office and in the Mindy Project and uh, another show called The Premise. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's this is just his first like film. Okay. Yeah, his first feature film. Yeah. Gotcha. And, yeah. and fun fact, he was in Spy. He was in uh, Amazing Spider Man too. Oh well, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yep. Saw so that, and then I saw a really cool documentary. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's called Sydney. It's uh, the the life and career of Sydney Portier. Uh, I've been hearing something about that. I've been hearing things about that. Yeah, I think Questlove did it. Oh no! Involved. Oh no! Uh, Reginald Hudlin. Reggie Hudlin. Yeah. 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 He directed a documentary. Um, a documentary on Sidney Portier's life and career uh, in his own words. So I think he did it like shortly before he passed away. Um, interviews with like him, uh, his daughters, yeah. like uh, a couple of his ex-wives, and it kind of takes you through like you know the significance of of like his presence in the film industry and how how hard it is to be like the first black 
actor to win the Academy Award, or, or to be like, or, or to be like, in, especially in the time that that he in his in, in his prime, where to be like the first like strong leading black man that wasn't a stereotype, you know that that had his choice of roles, but then like it, it showed like where you know he was seen he was seen as like a positive like you know positive representation of like of of black manhood and like just just blackness as a whole but then like when you get to like the late 60s early 70s with like the rise of like the black power movement mm-hmm. the assassinations of uh of of MLK Bobby Kennedy Vietnam War you know like his his depiction started to seem like passé gotcha and then and then like then you see like him being compared to like Richard Roundtree and Shaft and like other people, other actors at the time. Um, but then he also gets into it also gets to briefly like how he got into directing. Like he directed a, a number of movies, like uh, Buck and the Preacher, really good western with him and Harry Fel- Belafonte. Um, it, it was interesting how the film also explored like his friendship with Harry Belafonte. Like they had kind of had like a had like their 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 ebbs and flows. Like they had some falling outs here and there because they were two very opinionated people. Right. Um, and then, like Poitier did, did a uh, he also did a, a, a few movies with the Creep as well. None of which I, none of which I've watched. Uh, we don't we don't name him on the show, and um, <laughs> and and it gets into like the later later parts of his life. So yeah, yeah. If you're a fan of Sidney Poitier, if you want to see like a good career life retrospective of the man, check out Sidney. It's on it's on Apple TV Plus. Really good documentary. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I recommend that one. Probably check that out. I just got my, uh, well, I just I just got the iPhone 14, so and it came with the three months of Apple TV Plus. Nice, yeah. And Apple TV Plus is only like five bucks a month. About that, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, man, why not? And what? oh, oh, and last but not least, just uh, for all of our viewers out there, I managed to order on Amazon the omnibus of Hellboy the complete series uh, written by Mike Mignola and illustrated by Mike Mignola as well all four volumes omnibus volumes of his classic series I'll uh, yeah I'll put up up the camera hit the cover has a nice has a really cool uh, case um, you don't have room for that uh, I can make room. Yeah, uh, I I have another bookshelf in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Never yeah. Mind. So yeah, right now I'm right now I'm I'm reading his first volume, Seed of Destruction, uh, right in there. So yeah, it's a uh, Hellboy. Um, I I've always wanted to read um read this series for years, and um luckily enough um on my Amazon store card I haven't I had enough store credit that I actually got a huge discount off this off this box set damn so i was like what boom so once i got it i'm like yep glad glad to have this in my collection i will definitely be reading all of, all four volumes of this uh hellboy omnibus collection um yeah this is this is a series i've been i've been curious about for years so yeah i'm glad i finally have it so yeah check it out it's worth a watch and, I, and i'm also a fan of the two movies by guillermo del toro of course yeah you don't acknowledge the uh, David Harbor movie. Uh, I never seen the David Harbor movie, but I heard nothing but negative things about it. Unfortunately, same here. <laughs> I think I, I think you know what it is. It possibly is good. It's just that we're we're too attract we're attached to Ron Perlman. Could be, could be. 
Yeah, because Ron Perlman, man, he he played the hell out of that role. Man, I wish we had a third Hellboy movie by Del Toro, but you know what? I'm glad we got the two, got the two that we did. Probably sometimes we just don't need it. True. That's pretty much it. Sometimes you, you probably because I I've never seen them. Oh, you never seen the Hellboy movies? I have not. So it's like they're they're fun movies. Yeah. I believe it. I'm not. Nah, I'm not knocking them. It's just yeah, I haven't had a chance to like watch them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. I, I would say I would give that one the edge over Part One, um, but but they're but like I said, they're both fun and worth watching. There we go. Yep. Well, on my end, wait, do you have any more? Oh no, that's it. Oh, okay, yeah. that's pretty, that's massive. Yeah. So uh, on my end, I do want to give um, big shout outs to uh, former uh, guest of the show, Spock Asamo. He released. His comic book that I picked up at my friendly neighborhood, Rock Coco's uh, Livewire, number two. His number one was more like a number zero and stuff, but it's a pretty interesting concept. So uh, Spocker wrote it himself, and the art is by Jameson King. So what it is is that Spocker wakes up in like this cyberpunk world with no memory of how he got there. So he fights to get his answers and struggle to get home. Simple premise, you know, but the art is very interesting. It's, and it's, it's if you knew, if you know Spocka, if you do follow him and his music, of like this is Spocka, like all all day, every day. Hmm, indeed. So um, yeah, I definitely urge you to pick it up, especially you know, um, you know how we like to support our uh, local artists. Yes. Um, and other than that, I just my. Uh, Hunt my comic book eBay hunts continue. All right, what you got, man? All right, so um, in the mail, I actually I picked up uh, Daredevil number uh, two fifty four, which is the first appearance of um, Typhoid Mary, who is uh, the one of the main villains in uh, your favorite Marvel Netflix show, Iron Fist. What's that show? You know what I heard. You know what I said. Yeah, we don't acknowledge that. Well, Iron Fist. Nah. That, okay. That that's in the Netflix MC. That's in the Netflix version. Yeah, it's not going to be in the mainline MCU. I hope. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Yeah, Finn Jones said he would like to come back, but here's the thing: it'll be done by Marvel Studios. So, yeah, we're we're, we're good. We're, we're, we're good. I, I know. I know. Finn Jones is begging for that to to keep keep the MCU paychecks rolling. But listen, listen. sorry, buddy. As long as they bring back uh, Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, I'll be happy. You know, sidebar. You know who they should. You know who they should bring back uh, for Luke Cage if they can't get Mike Coulter. Steve Harris, the bald dude. The bald dude from uh, Diary of a Bl- Mad Black Woman. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know what? Sidebar. Since you just happened to mention a Tyler Perry movie, mm-hmm. after the show last week, right? You said that you owe Mr. Tyler Perry an apology. The floor is yours, sir. Okay. Um, let it be no- all right. My my ire for Tyler Perry is well documented on this podcast. Let yeah, it be it known that he Tyler Perry is not a good filmmaker. He his his movies are look cheap and janky. However, 
I owe him an apology because I saw a series of films or clips of a series of films that were so cheap, so jankified that it made Tyler Perry's work look like that of Spike Lee and Martin Scorsese by comparison. Like I was appalled at these two B movies. <laughs> I'm still laughing at them. I, I, my, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that these two B movies are actual attempts at real films. These are not parodies. These are not. These are not uh, some sort of weird performance art that's done ironically no these two b movies that carl showed me all right they're they're like they're like these are worse than straight to video it's worse than straight to streaming it is the, the 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 visual effects if you're charitable enough to call them that is like some of the worst photoshop effects i've ever seen like somebody gets shot and it's literally somebody painted a a bullet hole on <laughs> somebody drew a bullet hole on the fr- on the frame of the film they didn't they, they didn't bother to buy squibs they didn't bother to 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 buy any practical effects that they can use on the set no they just like somebody just drew the editor some just drew in a bullet hole and some and some red splatter I remember uh, uh, that one. And, and we're supposed to believe that somebody gets shot, and then and then like and then like the the, the part where somebody gets stabbed, right? You you, <laughs> you don't hear in these Tubi movies. You don't hear like the blade going into flesh like you would a horror movie. It's just literally it's the laziest shit. It's somebody just like leaning leaning next close to the camera, keeping their hand keeping their like their fit the, their their knife off hand off camera and just going up and down like this. Can't even get the satisfaction of that sound effect. Oh, and, and don't get me started on the explosions and the fire effects. <laughs> Where somebody just like somebody just queued up a little a little like uh Microsoft paint effect or something of like little sparks just shooting up at the bottom of the screen, just pew pew, pew 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 pew, pew to represent somebody getting lit on fire. And the boom mic was in one of the shots, man. <laughs> Why was the boom mic blatantly in one of the shots? Oh man! The listen, people. God damn it! You like, gotta start somewhere, I guess. I I understand starting somewhere, but these Tubi movies, like you look at. You, 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 the, low budget doesn't even cover the quality of these Tubi movies. Low budget, more like no budget. The word budget doesn't even fit in the production. The video I just played with the kid, with the kid got hit in the head with the pipe with the. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I need to see. I, I I need to see this right here. Okay, so Carl's playing a clip. Somebody getting knocked over the head with a frying pan. One of these Tubi movies. Mm-hmm. Somebody recorded it. <laughs> Guys walking away. No, I 
was blood after that scene. <laughs> what? <sighs> what was that, Carl Bird? Somebody got knocked out with a being pot upside their head. Shit, <laughs> it was just the way the, <laughs> the way he fell. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the name of that movie is coming out. It's here's the thing: people roast Tubi movies so much that if you actually search, mm-hmm. if you go into the search engine for Tubi. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first movies that come out. Oh that my god! Out. How how was that not? Is is that a comedy? Is that supposed to be a drama? I don't know. Cause the the way none of these movies got Wikipedia pages. Okay, so like, so for 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 those listening, the audio version. So Carl just played a clip of some of a woman. Hitting some dude upside the head with a frying pan, but the way the, the the shot was cut, all you heard was the sound effect, doom, and the guy just like just like just like falling off to the side, you know, like 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 he's just like he had a long day at work and he's just like hopping into bed, and it's just just Google Google Tubi frying pan, and I'm sure you'll 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 look at the clip that I just saw. I, I was. And you'll and you'll see why I was so speechless. Look, as like I said, you know, I'll, I, I, you know what, I owe Tyler Perry a small apology because, like I said, Tyler Perry's still still a bad filmmaker, but not even his worst movies. And boy, there are a lot of them in his catalog. None of his movies are that janky. Like like Tyler Perry is janky by like professional standards, but 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 this. By Hollywood standards, rather, but 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 Tubi movies, Jank doesn't cover it. It's yo, I, I, in in the words of Jay Uso on, in, on yesterday's episode of Raw, are you ribbing me, Us? <laughs> are you ribbing me, Us? <laughs> These Tubi movies are not very Usy, okay? Usy <laughs> did say that. These are not Usy movies. Tubi Tubi movies are not Usy. Oh man. I feel like that's gonna be a thing. What? Oh, oozy. Oh yeah, something is not very oozy. Yes. So yeah, that's funny. Oh yeah, them Tubi movies. Oh my god! Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of want to watch. I, I want to watch it for the wrong reasons. I'm going to. I feel like I'm going to like it for the wrong reasons. It is going to be, man. Uh, I, I think so. Like, I, I don't I don't know if I have it in me to sit down and watch one whole Tubi movie. I would oh, have to be. Worse. I mean, yeah, I, I, oh yeah, I have sat through worse. Uh, but uh, <sighs> listen, you can't tell me that shit ain't funny though. That shit was hilarious. Oh my that, god! Like we cracked up literally. We just went on TikTok. I just searched Tubi movies. Be like. Mm-hmm. And we just had a ball. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, Black- I can watch that clip for hours, over and over again. Send me, send, send the group chat that clip. So, I did. Oh, good, good, good. Because, because I'm, I'm gonna. If I need to pick me up through the day, I'm just. Gonna it will it. do that. It will do that. Just cling. That that was, 
That was so ridiculous. Listen. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Black people are people, right? <laughs> I, I'm sure there's some bad <laughs> I know we I know we gotta start somewhere. I know you talk about humble beginnings. This is this is the humblest of humble beginnings, these two B movies. But we got to do, as 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 artists, as filmmakers, for the respect of the craft and art of cinema, we have got to do better for for, for us, y'all. Um, we, we we've got to listen. As of January twenty twenty two, Tubi has fifty one million monthly active users. That is fifty one million too many for for that level of filmmaking. Listen, listen. Malcolm X <laughs> Malcolm X did not burn his scalp and dunk his head into the toilet bowl to get rid of the burn off of his fresh conk for us for 51 million people to be watching Tubi movies. He didn't go through all that for this to happen. Sure as hell great comedy though. When they're trying to be serious it is amazing comedy. Oh my god. Those are- I don't I, I, I don't know what to say, man. Like listen, I will say this, now that I think about it, if we're gonna watch a few Tubi movies, you and I, we're not gonna suffer alone. We need our variants on the case because I want their perspective. Oh my god. Pop stew, if you're listening, we're the four of us, let's have a, a Tubi movie marathon let's watch two two okay the psychic and coming out that's all we need okay i'm gonna write this on the psychic psychic and coming out and uh, and and that clip that that frying pan clip is it from one of these coming out yeah okay because i (laughs) so somebody did it like a straight tiktok of just like various clips from coming out and it yeah she's just like what is going on here this is hilarious. Oh man! When they're trying to be serious, I bet the dude who got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Like here's a scene when he's like trying to cry, mm-hmm. and it's just mm. I gotta show you. Well, I I can't wait to see it after this episode. But listen, AK Stubert, we're not gonna suffer alone. <laughs> Join us in this Tubi experience. Watch these two movies, The Psychic and Coming Out, with us. And we can even talk about it on the show. Like, we'll, we'll get y'all here via Zoom. But we will not suffer alone, Carl Bird. I'm okay with that. I, I, I am appalled. I've seen thousands of movies in my lifetime. But, you but, have. But, 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 but Tubi. Is it free at least? Yes. Okay, good, because I ain't spending a goddamn dime on that service. Matter of fact, like I, I, I don't know. If- I mean, they do have like, like some good. Ooh, okay, they do have some good actual like movies. Okay. Like they do have Black Mass. Oh, okay. They. Okay, so they have real films on here. Okay, let me see. The Cobbler. Oh. Oh, okay. They got the Temptations movie. Okay. They got Baby Boy. Mm-hmm. The Mask. Yep. Uh, Stephen King's It, the first one. Yep. Um, 
Okay. Let's see. They got to have some fa- Casper, if you know, 90s, New Jack City, mm-hmm. Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Okay. Uh, set it off. Um, Book of Eli, which is a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Underrated. God damn it. They got Doom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, damn. Uh, okay. Okay. They got the real husband's album. They got Low Down, Dirty Shame. Okay. Keenan Ivory Wayne's. Yep. Shame. Okay, so okay, so so Tubi at least has some legitimate films on on their platform, um, um but man, but Clint he, Eastwood's The Deadpool. I've heard of that. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Unkind. Oh, they got Here Comes the Boom. That's a fun one. Oh God, they got See No Evil with Kane. <laughs> Yo, WWE movies are much more legit than Tubi. They got movies. Jason X. Oh my god, I remember Jason X. Jason in space in the future. Alien versus Predator. Mm. I went on a date I went on a date to watch that movie. <laughs> There's a funny story behind that. <laughs> um Free Willy. Yeah, I remember Free Willy. Holy shit, they got red shoe diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you grew up in the 90s, you know about Red Shoe Diaries. Mm. Money Talks with Chris Tucker. Oh, they they got Soul Man. Oh, yeah. Bernie Mac's uh, last movie. Yep. With Sam Jack. They said the word motherfucker at least about a good 100 times. They must have broke a record, I guess. And I loved every minute of it. <laughs> hey, they got your favorite movie. Which one? Belly. Oh, Belly is trash. All right. So here we go. We got coming... Yep, coming out. Okay, it's a Tubi movie. Yep, this is it. Oh, no, it's a TV show. A TV? It's a TV show with 10 episodes. Oh, I'm not suffering through 10 episodes. Hold on, how long are the episodes? We got to figure that out. I just want to watch the one with the frying pan incident. That's all. Just watch the clip. Yeah. Oh, snap. I don't know what's... Yeah, this... They're 40 minutes, yeah, 40 minutes apiece. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. But then The Psychic, that's an actual movie. Hmm. Coming that's- to Africa. I- yeah, um, I-, I think I think we should move on because I'm, cause the, more, the more we dwell on this platform, the more depressed I'm going to be. The more I'm laughing. Okay, but okay, we will get, we got to do that. Um. Okay. On my comic, you know, my comic hunt. My next one. Yep. Cage number three, the first appearance of Mr. James Lucas, the Reverend James Lucas. Okay. Uh, father of Luke Cage. Oh, your, your name, name is, is the name, name I gave, gave you, boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pick oh, that up man. just so we can do this. Just so we can do that on the show. Oh yeah. Sure. Rest in peace to Reggie Kathy. Um this was actually um this came out this week. These few came out this week. The facsimile of the Amazing Spider-Man number 1. Oh, okay. Uh Edge of Spider-Verse number 5 is actually um the first appearance is it's off of um, the Spider-Verse series. Mm-hmm. And um the first appearance of Web Weaver, 
if you see in the front here, he's actually a gay Spider-Man in another universe. Oh, okay. So, you know, progressive. Uh, Superman number one. Facsimile. Okay. Yeah. So, Marvel premiere number 21. First appearance of Misty Knight. Oh, nice. Okay. And look whose comic she's in. Yeah, Iron Fist, a.k.a. Kung Fu Hipster Guy that nobody cares about. Hey, people, he has his legions of fans. So, yep, all three of them. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, Star Wars, The High Republic, number seven, first appearance of Darth Krall. I'm not familiar with Darth Krall. Well, you better be. <laughs> and... Might as well pick it up because he's going to have a movie or TV show soon. Wonder Man, number one. All right. Not his first appearance, but, you know. Why not? Cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's just basically been my life. Mm. Comic pickups, playing Madden. Yeah. Madden. All right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So, all right, so yeah, some some interesting pickups right there. Um, yeah, speaking of speaking of video games, still playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Really good game. Yeah, it, it it trust me, Carl. It is worth playing, and you can you can download the PS five version for free. Just pop in the PS four disc, and you're good to go. I'll think about it. Yeah, think about it. Like it's it's worth it. Like because I I do have the Grand Theft Auto trilogy that I bought. Oh, the was it the definitive edition? Yeah, yeah. I heard those weren't very good. Oh, what? The? Yeah, like reviews. It's like there were a lot of technical issues. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I may not just believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, man, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Really enjoying that. Um, uh, really taking my time with the story. Uh, yeah, man. It's yeah. I'm just. I, I'm. I'm definitely gonna uh, see that see that game through to its end. Uh, and then once Ragnarok comes out, um, if I'm not finished with the game, I'll still finish it. But yeah, it's yeah. It's, Ragnarok's gonna yeah. No matter what, I'm pretty sure that no matter what you're playing, um, when Thor Ragnarok comes out, oh God of War, God of War, yeah, holy shit, God of War. Right it's still Thor. It's still Ragnarok. Mm. But when God of War comes out, like I think every single game that everybody is playing it will be taking a backseat, pants all the way off, man. Of course. How else would you play that? Exactly. It's like it'll be uncivilized to play it any other way. Right. Yeah. And if I could find like a good steel book or some kind of special edition at the right price. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a lovely evening. It's gonna be a nice evening. evening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Uh you know, speaking of nice evenings, um this past Saturday, Extreme Rules, WWE. Very solid show. Yeah, man. Yeah, solid show. Um, some some quality matches. Uh, the Donnybrook match. Oh that, my god, now that was a banger after yes. banger <laughs> after banger. Mm. Oh yeah, after banger like like Imperium, the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Gunther, Walter. Like it, it it started at sixty and just like increased from there. Like that was a hard hitting match. Like I'd say, like Sheamus and Gunther, that's one of the, my favorite matches of the year. At yeah. Clash of the Castle, 
And I think that, hey, they have a strong storyline there. Maybe they could like have Sheamus be on the path to, to get the Intercontinental Championship. Maybe like Road to WrestleMania or something, if they can stretch it out that long. I'm for it. Why not? Listen, I, I wasn't mad. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that show. I really had fun watching it from top to bottom. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a good show. Um, the fight pit match was dope. Um, yeah, Matt Riddle doing that crazy senton. I was like, I, I was like, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Bam, he did it. Yeah, I was like, that'll jack up your tailbone if you land wrong. Yeah, it looks like he did, man. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't be doing that. My tailbone's already hurting as it is. So, mm-hmm. and then like, but the biggest thing about that show, yeah, and they and Triple H got us with that watermark just when you think it was just over, and then yep. <laughs> lights go out. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. I was like, oh, shit. Yep. It's happening. Mm-hmm. And then, it's- yep, in the crowd, you got to see, The like, fireflies. The fireflies and, like, appearances of, like, you know, Huskus the pig, you know, Mercy the buzzard. Sister Abigail. Yep. The Fiend. Rambling Rabbit. Yep. And then it cut to the Firefly Funhouse. It's all dilapidated. Cobwebs everywhere. Yep, you hear the theme song just sounding all distorted and pitched up and down and all. Yep. And then through the stair through that stairway on the stage, you see the blue light, and then you see Bray Wyatt come out with the white rabbit mask and the lantern. I'm here. I'm like, that was perfect. That was. That that was. Now, the pop oh, was huge. Oh, it was huge. Now, I did, uh, you know, people, you know, go on social media and stuff, you know, and put in and, you know, talk about their thoughts, you know, as they have the right to do. Mm-hmm. And they've been, they've been some thoughts. They're like, oh, CM Punk's return was better. Here's where I break that down. CM Punk had the louder reaction. Sure. The louder and longer reaction. Mm-hmm. But Braze was creative. It was. He was gone for a year and a half. He was let go by Vince McMahon. And then Triple H opened the door for him once again. Yeah, and and this was a, this was a return that and this was a return that was built up well over yeah. weeks of time because people were yeah with the subliminal clues and stuff and just people were like investigating and stuff and it was fun yeah. it was fun to do that and the QR codes as well yep there was one on on Raw last night which was a pretty stacked Raw that was yeah yeah that was um yeah Bobby Lashley Seth Rollins Lesnar's return. The bloodline coming out. <laughs> that was very oozy. Yeah. The freaking, oh my God. What got me, though, was the end with the DX. <laughs> oh, yeah. DX reunion. They, and they still acknowledge Billy Gunn and um, China. Obviously, you got to do China. Oh, yeah. All right. But then they, they acknowledge Billy Gunn, but they had the, they did it very slick. Mm-hmm. Like he just had, he couldn't like play off 
can't call himself one half of the tag, seven-time tag team champions of the world and then mm. not acknowledge Billy. Right. So he had the crowd say it. Mm-hmm. The new age outlaws. And then you hear um, um, then you hear Corey Graves. He's been doing a lot with office supplies lately. <laughs> I was like, that was cool. That was clever, yeah. That, that, that was very, very clever. <laughs> um, and it was just so funny, too. Oh, he called them. Wait, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the geriatric X. <laughs> I was like, they're acknowledging that they're old. Self-awareness. Yep. He's like, if we're doing this 25 years from now again, put us out our misery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I, I enjoyed it. It was little, but, you know, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Because what did we really need? Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, just like, that we just needed an appearance. Exactly. That's all, that's all we really want, you know? We didn't need to see no pedigrees. We didn't need to see no, a super kick would have been nice. Yeah. I think it's probably like could still do one. Oh yeah, he definitely can. Yeah, but it's just like you know, that's a, we got what we needed out of them. Yeah, and we're okay. Yeah, it was a nice like brief nostalgia trip. You know, twenty five years. Yep. yep. Why not of uh, getting getting so many kids in trouble by doing <laughs> the crotch chopping class? Oh man, those are great times. Yep. <laughs> but say hi if you did it. Hi. <laughs> I never got in trouble for it. I still did it. <laughs> but yeah man yeah all in all like wwe man like under under triple h they're making all the right moves you know bray wyatt coming back i'm very curious to see like how bray wyatt's creative vision how his ideas are gonna be presented like if he's gonna have that like full or close to like a more or closer uh or greater creative freedom under Triple H, because it's clearly like under Vince, like there was like a, there was a you could tell there was some resistance, and especially how the Fiend was booked too. Like even when he was Universal Champion, like he he ran to Goldberg, and then that he dropped the title to him, and that was that. And then from there, like the Fiend never got that mystique back. So and here's well, and here's the thing too. That was um, I actually saw on a TikTok where Seth Rollins did a uh, interview. He's like that was a hard character to like work with Mm. like and he said like a lot of times that character like it hurt a lot of people his for example remember he was like he was like the beast slayer at that time so then like when they put him up against the fiend you know that beast slayer character didn't really quite uh, recover from that. Uh, Romans took a bit, Romans took a hit. I think Daniel Bryan pretty much was the only one who uh, came out unscathed. I wish I had that. I wish I saved that TikTok so I can uh, play that interview for you. But he was like, it's really a hard ca- because a lot of those characters are realness. Well, Randy actually did pretty well with him. Yeah, even though that story was real ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but then we've heard worse. So yeah. it's like, so it's just like it, it was. It was hard to work with because these are like, re, you know, closer to real characters, and then, mm-hmm. you know, Bray Wyatt's a very supernatural character. Yeah. So it's kind. Of, it, it was very. It was very hard to work with. Yeah, it, I can see that perspective because it's not like the Undertaker, where Undertaker is, even though 
the whole mystique of that character of his character was supernatural. There was still a realness to him it's, that can go well with just about anybody. So like if you lost to him, like it wasn't no sweat off your back. Right. Whereas with Bray, with the fiend character, it's like okay, how can you be the beast slayer? And there's like the one beast you can't kill. It's like yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah, yeah, and then like. Yeah, and, and then like the the stuff that he did with Alexa, that kind of fizzled out, and even with Alexa too, like her character is has been in flux since since uh, Bray Wyatt left. Where, you know, she's still carrying around the Lily doll, but it's kind of like a cross between like the old Alexa and then like the Wyatt version of Alexa. So I don't know if maybe they'll ha- maybe they'll give some closure to her character, like maybe like there could be like a segment where. This version of Bray, this current version of Bray, can like call Alexa Bliss to the ring and kind of like set her free. Yeah, they can like burn Lily and then she can go off and do move on. Yeah, and another thing too, like another TikToker was like, his wife actually brought it up. He goes, maybe those characters, you know, the Rambling Rabbit, Husky, and I see the pit. He's like, maybe those characters were in the audience because they were free. Maybe. Hmm, maybe we don't know. Sometimes you just kind of gotta let shit play out. Hmm. And and also too, like when with Bray Wyatt's return, I heard that um he had like a subtle tribute to uh Brody Lee. Yeah, with the door. Yeah, with the oh. door and the blue light. Yeah, oh, I was like, oh okay. Well, that was the re his his death was the reason why he left. Like he was grieving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus and plus Vince plus Vince just wanted him out anyway. Sometimes, but you know what? In in Bruce Pritchard, I said sometimes characters do need to go away. Yeah. To just to like, just to like make people miss them a bit. So then when they do return, Mm. it's special. Yeah. That's true. Um, I know for Bray, he definitely needed that time away because, like, because this character, like, I think. I think Bray Wyatt, like the real the real damage for his character was back in WrestleMania 30 when he lost to Cena, and then like he became a pattern where Bray Wyatt would come up with the, the spooky promos. He'll talk a good game, but then he'll end up eating a pinfall. Yeah, because end. well, he, it's and it's WWE. He's a babyface company. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I know Triple H at least when he fa- when he did NXT, like he favored a lot of heel champions, and it, it made for good storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, because but, the mo- the money's in the chase, right? But like with but with uh, but with Bray, it's like it's like damn, like can't can't you just give him like an actual win every once in a while? Like, and sure, like he had the WWE t- championship, but it was like a transitional run. Yeah. So so yeah, hope- a, lot, a lot of heel turns with WWE is a lot of heel turns, and you notice that they do it in this. You know, it's seasonal too. They usually like to keep like the big money makers and the baby faces during the summer because kids are out of school and stuff. They want to they. Do a lot of tours in the summer, you know, so they can sell more tickets because parents will be buying them for their kids, which means more ticket sales, mm-hmm. more, <clears throat> excuse me, more merchandise sales, yeah, and stuff. A lot of that in the summertime is really where they make a lot of money. If you really look back in history, like WrestleMania wins were babyface wins, go through it through the summer, and then the winter months were heel to heel wins. Have the baby face chase it through the through the winter, mm. like through uh, the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, mm. 
That's so it's a bit. It's also a business aspect. So you do. I mean, you do want. I understand. Like you want to look at the look at it from an artistic perspective, but you also do got to look at things from a business perspective as well. Oh yeah, that's true. And also too, like with, I know with uh, with Roman, he's held he's held the Universal Championship for two years, and then like the main title, the WWE Championship, since April. Um, and like and and with him, there's like a whole bunch of different. There's a different directions you can take too. Like that's what, and that's what I have no problem. Why I have no problem with because you the, the stories with so many people at this point. Yeah. So it's like it could have like you yeah. the, let it let it play out. And regardless, he he is a heel. That dude's over. Oh yeah, he's he's over. He's getting he's selling t-shirts. Mm-hmm. He's, and, and it's a great example of like you know, a great booking and also trusting the star themselves to like chart their own direction too, right. and like like I said with Roman, there's like different directions you can take like him dropping the title eventually. It's like for so for example, you could have like a one one way you can have like a returning Cody Rhodes take it. You can have Sami Zayn take it. That would be wild. You can even, you can have like Jey Uso. Maybe become main event Jey Uso and take the belt. Like maybe like him getting fed up with like being abused and being pushed around and having having to answer to Sami Zayn and having him, you know, just, you know, find his courage again. You know, that that's a story right there too. You can yeah. tie it back to two years where there's so many. Uh, yeah, there's um, so many stories that, and it's it, you can it's literally with anybody. Yeah, with the yeah with the right build with the right build you can have. You can have Roman drop those belts to like any of those aforementioned names, and yeah, yeah, and it could and it could work, yeah, because like because like the key the key thing would be to have like the the right person with the right build take those belts off Roman because that has to be meaningful because he's held the belts for, belts for so long. There you go. So you have that huge pop, you know. Yeah, it's a. It, he, I'm telling you, Roman is going to when he finally does it, he's going to make a star. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's gotta you know. So, and it's gonna be interesting to see where Roman goes after he drops the. He's belt gotta too. leave. He's gotta leave for a while. As he should. He he does because he has to. Yeah, you gotta. We have to miss him. Hmm. In fact, in fact, what what Roman can do is like he can just take the Lesnar route, just make appearances every once in a while, because he's at that level where he doesn't have to come every week. You know. Right. So, and then you can have like the bloodline do their thing too. The rest of them, yeah, you can you can you can make a lot of stars with with uh, with the current story. And man, I gotta say, like Sami Zayn is over too. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. he's always been entertaining. You know, like one of his favorite matches he's ever done yeah. was the one with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, WrestleMania 38 this year. Like oh. you, and he if he watches Broken Skull Sessions, he's like he understand he. He explains why it was so good, mm-hmm. why he thought it was so good, why he was so proud of that. It's like, hey, he's he's that trusted talent where you can bring outside, you can bring outside talent in, yeah, and make something good. He took all those right bumps. It was comedy. It was it like brought it widened his range. It did, yeah, yeah. Like as a, as a, as a performer, like he. You could he could he could play just about any type of role. He could be like a smarmy heel. He could be like the fall guy. Um, 
Yeah, Sami Zayn, like he deserves his flowers. Like he's he's pretty versatile. Yeah, you know what's crazy? In ROH, when yeah. he was El Generico, yep. only said one word. Ole. C. Oh. I was gonna say Ole. Oh, C. I think he also did say Ole too. <laughs> man. But yeah, man, I gotta say, like, like WWE, like under Triple H, like they've been making the right moves creatively since the summer, since SummerSlam. And Right now, AEW, man, they're starting to starting to slip a bit. Like, especially with all the backstage turmoil, they need to they hire need to, an HR, <laughs> hire an HR. Ex- yep. Oh yeah, hiring. They need to hire like an actual HR team and like actual executives that have experience in the wrestling business. Because like, because Tony Khan, man, he, he keeps this up, man. Pretty pretty soon, you're just gonna have a bunch of fights, and it's like, well, what are you gonna do? It's like then it's like you're really working with children, <laughs> like like the whole Sammy on Friday beef. Yeah, yeah, that Sammy and Kingston just had something. I'm like, is Sammy the problem? I don't know. Yeah, it looks that way. Yeah, it seems that way. It's like which sucks because AEW is something special. They are like they've got the talent, you know. But they they really they really just gotta shore up their business. They have their flaws. Not even not even in, even in the, on the shows, man. They do have their flaws. They do, they. I'm not a fan of their storytelling. Mm. It's not too much. They don't tell too many stories. It's just spot after spot after spot. Yeah, or they'll have like somebody come in and and like they'll have like a hot they'll have like a hot butts for like three weeks and then yep, they're another face now. Yeah, yep. but oh my god! If there's one thing, one thing I've noticed, this is like a trope in AEW, um, maybe to a to a lesser degree in WWE, but this is a, a spot that I, I I've grown to hate because it's, for me it breaks the illusion, it's, it breaks the sense of disbelief, where in a multi man match, be a tag team, six man, whatever, a bunch of people are outside and they're all huddling together and they're and it's clear they're just waiting for the one person to come and dive on top of them. I hate that shit so much because it just breaks the illusion because it's like, it, 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 it doesn't seem spontaneous at all. It's like, oh shit, all right, we're all we're all out here. Let's line up like bowling pins. All right, let's wait for the dive. Come on, come on, come on. Boom. Well, it's a, it's a safety thing. I, I know it's a safety thing, but I think that there's a way to do it that, that kind of seems more organic, more natural, rather than just like people blatantly just saying, just stopping and going, all right, Let's brace ourselves. Look at look, look at the watch. Tick 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 tick. Okay, Tope Suicida. It's like make it make it more natural is what I'm saying. We really do gotta come up with an AEW drinking game. Oh man. Take a sip every to- take a sip for every Tope Suicida. Yeah. Every Tope Suicida, every time people do the huddle and get dived on. Um Anytime a referee makes a mistake, hmm. Anytime you see like a video game signing the crowd, I noticed that there's just like a lot of them. A lot of people have been doing that, even in yeah. w, even WWE too. Yeah, but they sometimes they be clever. They are. I give them. I give them that. Yeah. Um. Any anytime anytime Taz and Excalibur break character on commentary. Uh, if you if you if you watch Botchamania, that's actually that's actually a, a recurring feature on that video series whenever it has an Excalibur on AEW Dark or Elevation they just crack up on commentary which they seem to do a lot so 
That could be a drinking game. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, anytime. Oh, Canadian Canadian destroyers. Anytime somebody does one, and somebody Gosh. kicks out a two. <laughs> Poor P. Williams. Yeah. Poor P. Williams. Yeah, P. Williams is regretting that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But. But yeah, man, wrestling. It's a it's a is it it's a time to be a great it's a great time to be a fan. Yeah, sure is. Sure, sure is. All right. Yeah, man. All right. So yeah, I think I think I think we got things covered this week. Yeah. Uh three oh two, we're about to wrap up. So uh once again, uh I'll give a quick shout out to our sponsors, uh one Silk City Hot Sauce, uh SilkCityHotsauce.com. Use the promo code Codex to get fifteen percent off your order. You can lather it all over your 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 favorite dish. It doesn't have to be on a plate either. Did you have to did you have to use the word lather? Mm-hmm. Suds. Um, oh my god. And then you and then also shout outs to Infamous Customs, uh infamouscustoms.com and also follow her on Instagram. All sorts of Codex Prime merch you can order, t shirts, hoodies, and even like uh, any cool uh uh custom designs of your choice. Send them on over, and you'll get them nice and printed on any apparel of your choosing. So, infamouscustoms.com and on Instagram. And you can also find yeah. us on uh, all social media platforms. You know, for th- on, you know, thanks for watching on Facebook Live. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter Cortex Prime Cast, Instagram Cortex Prime at Cortex Prime Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, iHeartRadio everywhere. Yes. SoundCloud, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much anywhere. Google Codex, Codex Prime Podcast. You'll find us. You'll find our show. So, yeah, that's about it for this week. Uh, tune in next week. Same Codex time, same Codex channel. Um, yeah, anything else, Carl? Anything else we're um, forgetting? Oh, Tuesday, we will not be recording on Tuesday. You can actually catch me DJing the uh, Move the Crowd uh, MC Showcase uh, at Alchemy, um, one seventy one Chestnut Street in Providence. Uh, you know, Jay Wan the Brand, Angel MC. Um, yeah, just come out, and then we'll be recording Thursday. Nice. So, all right. Yes. So yeah, Thursday we are. So next next week Thursday we will be recording an episode. All right. I'm just gonna write that down so I won't forget. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah, that's about it. So yeah, once again, thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. <laughs>